Hey, hey, how are you? Welcome to the Lemonade Legacy Podcast. This is Megan, your host, and I'm so pumped you're here. If you don't know what the Lemonade Legacy Podcast is, it's basically just a place for you to come to feel encouraged, to feel inspired, hopefully, to feel motivated, um, to laugh, to cry, (laughs) to know that there's other people in the world who are struggling in life, maybe like you are at some times. It's just a place, a community, where we try to take the lemons of life and make some sweet lemonade. So I'm so pumped that you're here. So excited. I'm excited for this episode. This is episode number 12. Awesome. So the last episode, if you didn't get a chance to listen to, you need to listen to because it kind of falls into this new episode that I'm posting. And I'm super excited so much if you listen to the last episode, it was called taking the time to take the training wheels off. And it was all about when it's time to take the training wheels off. And sometimes we don't think we're ready, but God knows we're ready. And sometimes we just got to do it. Just go for it and trust that even if we fall, we'll be all right. We can get back up and try again. And eventually we're riding our bike with no training wheels and there's so much freedom and it's amazing. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, you want to go back and listen to it because it's really good. And it talks a little bit about, um, personally our season, our family and things that we've gone through. And I'm really pumped to share this episode with you because in a matter of a couple of weeks, we've just really seen some cool stuff (laughs) from taking those training wheels off friend. Um, and I want to share that with you because I think that a, It's really good to be in the trenches when people are struggling. And that's why I just feel so, what's the word? I feel so comfortable in being transparent about the struggle of life that like, I don't need to have it all together to talk to you. Um, And you don't need to have it all together either. And I think that is one of the biggest taboo things that we can say that we're doing well but I think we still struggle all of us do comparison is the thief of joy I love that quote because it is so true you look at someone else's highlight reel and you think wow their life's amazing their kids are awesome they are fit they are rich they are blah 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 blah. when the reality is some of those things may be true and that's great we celebrate that but the other part of that is Some of that stuff is just the highlight reel. And those people have real everyday struggles just like you and me. And so I feel like it's super important and why the Lemonade Legacy exists is because we're going to share the good stuff. We're also going to share the real hard stuff. We're going to share when stuff is icky and when stuff is like uncomfortable and when stuff doesn't feel like it makes sense in the moment. And, you know, like I talked about in the last episode about losing my job abruptly You guys, that's real life stuff and that's me walking through real stuff that maybe you've dealt with or are dealing with or maybe will come to deal with. And that's the beauty of life and doing this together is we get to talk about that stuff and we can be transparent. And here's what I know and believe as as someone who battled a lot of years with anxiety and fear is that when we start to like bring the stuff to light, opened up, get transparent about it, talk to a counselor, share it with someone who we trust, some real healing and freedom comes. And when you bring some of that dark stuff out, you're like, ooh, man, I didn't even realize that was a thing. Or you bring it out and you're like, hmm, that really wasn't as big of a deal as I made it in my mind because you brought light to it. So that's why this exists. 
because anxiety, depression, fear, all of those things are real and they affect so many more people than you know. Odds are the person next to you is struggling with something similar as you. So when we share our mess, it's good. We can heal. We can like cry together, laugh together, and encourage one another together. So that's what the Lemonade Legacy stands for. And that is super encouraging. Okay, so now that's all prefaced out the door. This episode I am calling Taste and See It's Good. So we are coming from the scripture, uh, Psalm 34, verse 8. And it actually literally says, um, taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Y'all, I've been waking up with this scripture in my heart. I know that sounds uber spiritual, you know, but it is just like what's been going on. I haven't really known, to be real honest, like what should I be reading in my Bible? Like, I don't know. And sometimes I feel like I read and I'm like, well, not sure what to do with that, if that really means anything or not. I don't know if you felt like that, but I think we go through seasons where sometimes we're reading and we're like, this is information and I'm not sure what it's doing, but I know it's good for me. And then sometimes we read and we're like, this is like rhema. Like this is like boom, revelation stuff right here. Um, And there are seasons of that too. And I think they're equally amazing. And even if we don't feel it, sometimes we need to do it. It's kind of like, even though I always feel like working out, like I know I need to do it because it's good for me, right? So it's the same thing with the word. Anyway, I've been waking up with the scripture because I haven't known what to read. And if you listen to my last podcast, you know that like, We've just been going through some stuff. Husband quit his job. There was some weird stuff there with quitting that we really felt like the Lord told us to quit. And the first few months were like, chirp, chirp. (laughs) And we just really went out. And then um, just a few weeks ago, I lost my job, my little stay-at-home job that I had that was great because it was flexible with my kids being home. And we really need the finances and especially in a season where we took the step to step out. And I'll admit, the job wasn't my passion. Um, wasn't necessarily what I love to do. To be quite honest, it felt like watching paint dry. I don't know if you have jobs like that, but I was uber thankful for the job because it provided what we needed in this season. And so even though I didn't love it, I still thanked God for it and was like, God, if there's ever something else that I can do, I'm open. But, you know, thank you because I know this is good for our season. Well, that job wasn't supposed to end potentially until October because of the platform going away, blah, 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 blah. There was potentially going to be more work for me. Um, but instead, just about three weeks ago, it ended abruptly. Like literally I got on to where I was going to be working that day and I saw my whole column that I work out of completely erased. And I was like, well, that's odd. That's super strange. So, you know, I messaged my boss and he was basically like, yeah, like the platform that we use, they basically just took it off. So, and he's like, I'm not sure what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. Um, and pretty much through a series of things, there isn't anything else for me to do there for my schedule and, you know, whatever, like there really wasn't any, any other work for me. So basically that was kind of like the end of the job. So this job that I thought I was going to have at least until October, cause I had started kind of looking for a job, um, immediately ended. And I was like, what now? okay, God, um, we took this leap and we're out here. And now what do we do? And I, to be real honest, guys, I didn't even know like how to pray. Like I didn't know how to pray. I haven't known for a while. 
I don't know what to pray. Like, am I supposed to be like, okay, God, you're like amazing and you can do all the great things. Or was I supposed to pray like, God, this is the season we're in. You know where we're at. You're sovereign. Uh, yeah, that's like all I knew how to pray. Like, I didn't know what I was supposed to be praying for. Am I supposed to learn something here? What are you doing? And I just didn't have any type of clarity in prayer. And to be quite frank, like I just didn't even know where to go or what to pray. And I don't know if you've been in seasons like that or maybe you're in a season like that right now when life just feels very much out of your control and you know, like there are just some things that you can control and then there are just some things that you totally can't. Like I totally can't control my job just literally disappearing. You know, it's not like I did something insubordinate and I got let go or fired. It's like my job literally dissolved. And for whatever reason, in that moment, God completely shut the door on it. There was no other opportunity there. Even though there probably could have potentially been, there was nothing. And it was an interesting feeling because I remember feeling super guilty and like, oh, stressed, like overwhelmed. Like, what am I going to do? We need this money. Even though it's not a lot of money, we need this money in the season. And where am I going to find another job that allows me to work from home? And, and I had already felt like God gave me that job back when I had prayed, you know, a year and a half prior. And I was like on my knees. I remember the day I was like, God, I really need a job here. We had just moved to a new state you know, all the things. It was it was one of those things where he stepped out in faith again and God, I literally was on my knees praying and God provided a job. It was that clear, undeniably God. And I feel like in life there are things, I was having a conversation with a friend about this, like there are some things in life where you are like, oh, that, that could have been God. That might have been God. Or that might have been me, <laughs> you know. But then there are some other things in life where you're like, undeniably 1000% I could never have fabricated that I could have never worked hard enough for that I could have never earned that I could have never deserved that Um, I couldn't have cultivated that if I wanted to like all the moving parts and I really feel like that's what this our situation has been in the last couple of years and so you know when the door was shut three weeks ago I was like okay God I don't know how to pray about this at all I don't even know. Like, what is happening? What is our life right now? And the only thing I could think was, I need to start looking for jobs. So here I am applying for all these things online, indeed.com, jobs.com, all the things. And I'm searching these jobs and I'm like, none of this fits me. Like, oh God, I don't want to just get a bookkeeping job or whatever. And I am not saying if you're a bookkeeper and you were an A plus bookkeeper, bookkeepers are needed. But you know what I'm saying? When you know that God's gifted you in certain areas and not in other areas. So me, probably not bookkeeping. But needless to say, what was I looking for? And I remember thinking in the moment, what came to me was like, don't be hasty. Don't be hasty. Even though from the outside looking in your season looks like you should just take any good, anything you see. Because I had some people messaging me about, about things which I was super appreciative of of them just reaching out when they found out and being like, hey, let me see how I can help you and offering me things. And I really just felt the Lord as hard as I was dealing with just feeling him being like, just wait, just wait, just wait. Don't jump on the next thing. Just wait. And so I really felt strongly about that was the only thing I felt confident in in the moment, which sounds totally not the right thing to be confident in when you have no job and you need it. Um, If you ever lost a job, you'll understand that. 
And I was a part-time employee, so there's no benefits and there's no like unemployment. There's none of that. It's like you don't get a paycheck anymore. That thank you and have a good day. <laughs> so it was very, very scary. But I also felt a sense of peace of don't make hasty decisions. Because for me, as I don't know what your personality is, but sometimes, um, you know, as someone who has struggled with fear and anxiety in the past, it's really easy for me to like, quickly go to the next thing okay god like I, I need to like control this like I, I need to find the next thing I gotta do the next thing and I really felt like God was like you don't need to do anything you don't need to do the next thing you didn't make this situation happen so you don't need to do anything and I somehow the grace of God I rested in that and I waited and as I was waiting um, there was probably a couple of days after I lost my job and, a, you know, I had told a couple of people, you know, asking for prayer and like you do. And, um, it was a couple of days or whatever. And I felt like God, cause I was like, I don't, I was talking to my husband. I was like, I don't know how to pray about this. Like, I'm being really real with you guys. Like there are times when I feel very close to God as far as like praying and worshiping. And there are times when I just feel like, what? am I even doing? Like, what do I even know or believe? Like, there are just times when I deal with unbelief. And I think I'm becoming okay with that. There was a time when I wasn't okay with that, because I felt like a phony or like, I'm not really a Christian, or I felt guilty or like, whatever. But now I feel really okay with that. Because we see so many places in scripture where the people struggled, even his closest disciples struggled with unbelief. And so how much even more does God sympathize and empathize with us because he's not here in the flesh. We know we have the Holy Spirit. It's just awesome. But like we, if people struggled with belief, um, people struggling with belief when he was standing next to them, how much more will we struggle when he's not necessarily physically present in that way? And so you can, you know, I say that to encourage you to, if you don't always know what your belief is in the moment, it's okay. It's okay. Know that you're not alone. There's a whole Bible full of people who are messed up and didn't know either. So you're in good company. And if not, you at least have me. So I really felt like God, I was like, God, I don't know how to pray about this. I don't even know what you want me to pray for. I don't even know what kind of job I'm supposed to look for. I don't know anything. I don't want to just jump into the next thing. I don't want to be bored, blah, 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 like wah, 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 all the things, right? And so I had my moments of all of those things. And then I really felt like God said, I want you to go right down. I want you to go right down what you're believing for. I want you to go write down all of your prayer requests right now. And I was like, okay. Literally, that just came into my mind, came into my heart. I don't know how so you can, however that works, but I just felt prompted to do it. And so I went and I did it. And I wrote down about 12 different things. And some of those things were very pertinent to our situation in life, our family dynamic, our um, you know, financial situation, me with the, obviously the job was on there, um, a car situation. Cause we have some issues with one of our cars, um, some family, like extended family stuff. Like I just was putting everything on there. I could think of in the moment. And I was like, okay. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna write these down. I'm going to be specific because here's the other thing I found out that there were friends of mine who were praying really specific prayers for us that were so generous and so kind. Like they were going to the king of the universe for us with such specific, beautiful prayers about our life. And I thought to myself, I'm not even doing that. I'm not even that specific about our situation. Like 
I'm not even asking those kind of things, those bold things. And this is my life I'm in. And I just felt super convicted and not in like a judgmental way or like I'm not good enough way, but just a way of like, if what I believe about God and the Bible is true, then I can ask him. He's infinite. He owns it all. He's bigger than it all. What am I doing? Why am I not asking? At least I can ask. I mean, the answer might be no or it might not. It might be not right now or it might look different than what what I asked, but it'll be answered. You know, whatever. Like, why am I not asking? And so I got real specific on that paper. And friend, I want to tell you something. If God didn't show up in the sweetest way, this is where it gets super encouraging because I have struggled um, a lot. I talked about this a little bit in the last podcast with like being happy. And I think some of that is bad teaching of, hey, Christians are suffer like they suffer for the gospel, for the kingdom, like our real joy is in heaven. You're, God's not here to make you happy. Um, it's just about getting through life with God. And that for some reason really stuck with me a lot and I always felt like if I got too happy that the enemy would come in and kind of torment my heart and mind and be like oh you're happy right now Ooh, something really good's happening right now don't get too comfortable because this isn't gonna last I'm gonna do something that's gonna like take it all away or you know whatever and the hard part of that is what we know is that happiness isn't our ultimate goal. We want to have joy because joy isn't based on our circumstances. However, happiness is good. It's a good thing. I mean, the Bible talks about it. And, it, and God wouldn't have even given us the emotion of happiness if he didn't want us to experience it. And I always relate it back to my children. Like ultimately, I care a lot about my children. And I want most of the time super care about their happiness I want them to be happy in moments and in moments where I give to them and in moments where we do something exciting and in moments where whatever I want them to be happy I want them to experience that surprise and that joy and that fun and that element of laughter and true emotional happiness but at the end of the day what I'm more concerned about is happiness will come and go can my children still have joy Can they still walk in freedom and not be bound to fear? And these were things that I struggled with. For some reason, I had this idea that I couldn't really be happy and that God wasn't that concerned about my happiness. And here's what I'm learning through writing down my prayers and what God has done in a few, like this has been very quickly. And I'm not saying that God works this way all the time. I think he works differently in different situations. And I have other prayer requests on this list that I don't know will be answered this quickly. Or I don't know that they'll be answered in the same way. It may take years. I don't know. I can't give you the answer of what God's doing deep within and how he has, like, when we really think about how there's so many moving parts to what God's doing in our life behind the scenes um, that we can't always have things right when we want it. And But this is what God did. I wrote these things down. Okay, one of these things was a vehicle. Okay, my husband's truck is old. It's drivable, but we live in Florida. It's blistering heat. It has no air conditioning. It only has a bench seat. So um, you can't, like not our whole family couldn't fit in it. So it wasn't practical in that sense of things. It has a lot of issues, some transmission issues, some leaking issues. Like it's better just sitting. It's not reliable whatsoever, but it's what we have right now. Thankfully, he's working from home. So we've been using our one car, which is a older still another older hundreds of thousands you know hundreds yeah hundreds a couple hundred thousand miles on it still um works so ac works thank goodness but horrible on gas <laughs> still old um but thankful right and so one of the things i put on there my list was 
was like my last thing. And it was just because I was like, oh, I might as well just put this down. And it was a vehicle. And I was like, God, you know that we need a vehicle. And William's truck, my husband, is it's not great. We can't all fit in it. It's not practical. We really need a new vehicle. It's not reliable in that way. Uh, we can't really, there's no point to put money in it. Like we, we would need something that could fit us and all these things. Y'all. So that's, that's, this is one answer. The very next day, the very next day, we get a call that says, hey, um, we wanted to offer you guys our car. 100% free, 100% given, nothing expectant in return. The next day, God answered that prayer. We did not mention it. I didn't tell anybody it was on my list. I told not a soul that I was even writing the list. And literally, God answered it the next day. And when he answered that, and my husband, you know, said, hey, this, the, they want to give us their car. Y'all, I broke down weeping. And not just because we got a car that's going to be reliable, that's probably newer than we've ever had, that fits our family, that's wonderful, all the things, better on gas, is even the color that I would have wanted a car because God cares about the littlest of things, guys, that... I began, I broke down weeping because God answered that prayer the next day. And here's what I want to say. It wasn't even about him answering it the next day. That was so mind boggling to me. It was so mind blowing to me is the timing because the person who gave us the car, it was a specific thing that happened in a certain time frame that didn't happen two days ago. That could have been, we could have been given the car five months ago, but God asked me to write my request down and God answered the request and showed me what it showed me more than like this story is amazing and encourages so many people outside of me was that he cares. He cares about every single detail. Every single detail he cares to show me that he loved me and that he's listening. Well, let's fast forward a couple of days. I'm looking for a job. Uh, That's on my list. Praying over it. Just praying it. I'm not doing anything crazy, y'all. I'm just reading it off the page. I mean, that's all I know how to do. Read the sentence I wrote down. I read it. A couple of days later, I get um, someone who says, Hey, um, I know somebody who's looking for this particular position. It's completely virtual. Um, it's in the creative type industry, which if you don't know me, you can know that I'm, I, that would be more what I go towards. I told you I'm not as great at bookkeeping, but I'm good in the creative space. I, I like to think, and I was like, okay, that's interesting. And so I basically, I just was like, yeah, they were like, here, I'll give you the contact. Maybe you guys can touch base. You can see what it's about. So anyway, that happened. I connected, touched base. And (laughs) this is where it gets really cool. So the girl was like, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm starting this. I kind of need somebody to um, assist, you know, obviously we don't even live in the same state, but to assist with some daily like little task things online. Um, I don't know how much I can give you hour wise, like as far as how many hours you need, um, because I kind of needed a specific amount to be back where we were. And um, she was like, I don't know that we, I really have that right now. Um, but we can start and like whatever, and this is what I'm going to pay you. And, you know, we'll go from there. And I was like, okay. And I remember thinking, okay, so I, I got off of that introduction and I remember thinking, okay, God, is this what you're doing? I don't want to make a hasty decision, but is this what you're doing? 
And I literally was like, I don't know if this will be enough hours. I really need more hours than this. This is kind of like, I'm not sure. Like, should I just not jump the gun on this and just wait? Like, what should I do? And um, so I, I said, this is what I said. Remember, this was on my list. And then that day, um, that evening, I said, you know what, God, if, if this is the job that you have for me, for now, for this season, whatever it looks like, then I need to know that this is what you want and that I'll be able to have the hours that I need and to for our family's situation. So y'all, I'm telling you, this is crazy. The very next day, I get an email from the girl that I'm potentially going to be working for. And she goes, hey, we actually, something crazy. Like we actually have another business that we operate and the girl who does this portion of that business um is going to be like putting in her notice because she has some other things that she's working towards and whatever so she so we need we basically need somebody to, to do this as well and we think that you'll definitely be able to get your hours plus we're going to pay you x y and z y'all that was like <laughs> If that wasn't the Lord, again, confirming his just being there, him him saying you were obedient and writing this down, you're being obedient and not making hasty decisions. I am, I am literally, y'all, in this moment allowing God to lead this, which is very different from me because I want to control things. I, I feel like I need to. And God has literally controlled this down to the very timing. Here's here's what's so mind-blowing about this, friends. If my job prior that I lost three weeks ago had gone to where it probably what I was thinking it was going to do, like October, I would never have known about this position, this new position. The girl would have she would have she would have quit, right, at this new job, and they would have needed somebody before October. I wouldn't have even been looking. I wouldn't have even known. Like none of this would have been a thing, right? So right there, the timing is impeccable. On top of that, they are paying me more than I was getting paid at my last job. So God God is just being super sweet. He's being super sweet. And then on top of that, he's putting me in a place, in a position to work with people, A, who are farther along than I am in business and in growth and who are amazing and also who are willing to teach me, to allow me to learn who also want me to be creative, who also care about what I have to say or think or whatever. And I'm in a place and space now where I get to use some of what I didn't even realize were skill sets that I had. And God has done all of this. And if I hadn't lost my job three weeks ago so abruptly, would the timing of all of these things had made sense? And God's just reminding me to to just continue to keep my eyes fixed on him so what I want to encourage you with is this there's a scripture in Psalm 34 and this is what I was telling you I've been waking up with as I haven't really known how to read or what to do but over the past few weeks I've God's been giving me this taste and see that the Lord is good from Psalm 34 8 and I've been meditating over it and I've literally been saying okay God why do you say taste and see and why those are physical senses like those aren't really that spiritual like in a sense of like that's physical, right? We taste things, we see things, like those are our God-given senses. And so I'm like, why taste and why see? Why taste first and then see? What are you saying here? 
And as I was been just thinking on this and praying over it, and as I kind of had some conversations with my husband about it and a couple other friends about it, and this is the other thing that's super encouraging. When you get something that you think is from the Lord, you pray on it. Pray on it, pray on it, pray on it. Talk about it. Go over it. Don't just let it go by the wayside. Write it down. Look, look it up. Talk about it. Because I believe that sometimes we have to begin speaking and acting on what we're hearing from the Lord in order to really get the revelation that he's bringing. Because sometimes, friend, we are very distracted in our own life that we don't always get it instantly what God's saying and so that's why it's super important to like be in relationship with people to be able to conversate about what he's saying and doing and that kind of thing so so taste and see the Lord is good what are you saying God and here's what I feel like he gave me if you looked at our situation and you guys don't even know all the details of it but if you looked at our situation from the outside some of the steps that we've taken over the last couple of years that we really feel like god's called us to are risk they're huge risk they are not normal decisions they're the best calculated risk we can make in our own human judgment but they are still obedient moves of faith right and they are still super scary and super reliant on god to provide and so from the outside perspective, if you just saw our situation, you would be like, these people are crazy, one. Two, what is going to happen? Because now she lost her job and blah, 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 blah. Like, if you just looked at the situation from the outside, you would say, what's going to, like, how's this going to work out? Like, what what in the world? But this is what I feel like God downloaded to me because I was doing this very thing. I was looking at our situation and I was thinking, before, I, especially before I got this new job, is I was looking and I'm like, God, from the outside perspective and from my perspective, I don't see, like, I don't see it. I don't see what you're doing. I don't see how this lines up. I don't, you know, you think you're going to make a decision from God in obedience and you just think in your mind, like, God's going to act this way and all these things are going to fall into line and it's going to look exactly like this. And here's what I want to tell you. God sometimes works that way, but most of the time it doesn't look like anything that you expect it to look like. And so you have to just trust and walk in it until he tells you otherwise and that's where we're at and here's what I feel like he downloaded so here's a really I'm a visual learner so here's a really visual thing if there was some a plate of food sitting in front of you and let's just say I'm gonna say this because this sounds gross to me though I've heard it's amazing I have not tried it yet it may be gross whatever just go with me there's a plate of escargot in front of me snails right people okay when I look at that from the outside I am like that looks disgusting I do not want anything to do with a snail I do not want to eat a snail I do not whatever but people think it tastes amazing and it probably does I cannot confirm nor deny that is not what this is about. But I'm saying from the perspective of looking, I'm looking at this plate of escargot and I'm saying, that's gross. I don't see how that could taste good. It's snails. What in the world? But, and how many times if you're a parent, have you told your children, I want you to try it. I want you to try it. Just taste it because you might actually find out that you really like it. And this is what I feel like God downloaded. Megan, stop looking to see right now at your current circumstances, my goodness, I want you to taste it. And I began to just look at my situation deeper. And I began to think about the things that are awesome in our situation. Both me and my husband get to work from home. We get to make our own schedules. We get to be with our children in the morning and after school. We get to, um, the, the list goes on and on. There's, I could sit here and it would take forever. But God just really prompted me that I want you to begin to taste it. Because once you start to taste your season, 
you will then see the goodness of the Lord. And so that is why I genuinely, this is what I feel like he's downloading, friend, is taste and see the Lord's goodness. So he wants you to taste it and he wants you to see it. But I think it's significant that he put taste first because sometimes it doesn't necessarily look pretty. It doesn't necessarily look like what we think it should look like. And so we really need to chew on it. We really need to taste it. We really need to look and see deep within what God is wanting us to see. And moreover, when I taste it, here's what I find out. That God is being really kind to me. And I'm learning a new attribute of his goodness. And at the end of the day, when I put things on my prayer list, okay, it's good. Put whatever you want in there. Put your needs, put your wants, your desires. I think God cares about all of those things. But here's what God is good at. He knows what we need. But at the end of the day, our deepest needs are spiritual. So at the core of my being, yes, he knows I need a car. Yes, we need a car. He knows I need a job. Yes, I need a job. But what does he know even more than that? He knows that I need to be able to trust him to provide for me. That I don't have to feel like I have to control it. That's the deeper need. The deeper, the, the, the deep need is not that I need a car. The deep need is not that I need a house. Those are really good needs and God knows what we need, the Bible says, and he provides for those needs. But the deeper need is that I need to know that God hears me, that he loves me, that he cares, even about the color of the car, that he cares about very specific details of our life. And it's not a, you pray it, you get it. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that ultimately, friend, God cares about your deep spiritual need and he will meet those needs through physical and he will use it to show you the attributes of his goodness and then once we've tasted it we can then see that the lord is good so i don't know what your season looks like today you might be looking at your season like i've been and be like yeah okay like we're just crazy people who stepped out and we are just bananas and this does not look good and i don't see how any of this is going to work out but then When I start tasting it, I say, you know what? This tastes pretty good. Yes, I don't have all the things I think I want right now. I don't have all the things I think I need right now. But at the end of the day, this season tastes really good. And the other part of that that I want to leave you with encouragement is this. Obedience. God does not need us to do anything. He doesn't. Like it, it, we don't have to earn it or deserve it, but a lot of what God tells us in his word are active things. It's like verbs. So it's things that we need to act upon. So it's like if I said to you, um, hey, you want to have a six-pack abs? <laughs> I just related to fitness because I feel like everybody gets it. You want to have a six-pack abs? Okay, well, just stand there. Continue to eat Krispy Kremes and whatever, don't work out, don't do anything, and you'll get a six-pack abs in six months. Yeah, just do that. No, the Bible is much like fitness and working out in a sense of you read it and then you have to apply it. The beauty of what we get with God is that we aren't robots and that he created us to have real experiences and that he created us to be active in his word. And so when he calls us to do something And that's called obedience, like me going and writing down. Did God need me to write down my prayer requests for him to answer them? No, but he wanted me to partner with him so that I could see that when I step 
and trust him and do what he asks me to do, that he honors it, that he, he, he activates, like his word goes to work. It is living and active. So most of what the Bible is, is a verb. So if you wanted a six pack abs, you know that if I gave you, I could put it in, in this page for you and say, Hey, you need to do crunches. You need to eat this way. You got to work out three times a week. And eventually you're going to get that six pack abs. But if you never did anything, you wouldn't like this not. And that is the main point of what I want to bring home with all of this is that no matter where we find ourselves, we get to participate with God. And it's really for us that when we are obedient, we get to see the word come alive. We get to see his promises in action in our life. And we get to respond with grace. We get to respond with thanksgiving. We get to respond and encourage others like I'm hopefully doing for you today. From someone who has been struggling, friend, to see God's goodness, that when I'm starting to taste it, now I get to share that testament with you. And it's good. It's good. Even if it doesn't look like what I thought, even if I want more, it is still good right now. And that is something that I can hold on to. Okay, God, I want to keep being obedient. I want to keep, if you ask me to write it down, I'm going to write it down. If you ask me to tape it to the wall, I'm going to tape it to the wall. If you ask me to take it to Walmart, tape it to the wall, I'm going to take it to Walmart, tape it to the wall. Whatever you're asking me, because here's what I'm seeing. When I act out of what God tells me in his word, we see his kingdom come. His kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And everything we need is here in his word. I want you to know that wherever you are, I love you. Whatever season you're in, start to taste it. And I really, really hope you can see the Lord's goodness in some way that you can see the Lord's goodness. I love you, friend. Thank you so much for listening. If this has been an encouragement, please share it with someone who needs encouraging. I know there's lots of people in these kind of seasons. Please share it with them so that they too can be encouraged to make some lemonade from the lemons of their life. Love you and until next time. Bye, friend.